Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I, God, dog, it does it feel good to say that shit? Woo-hoo-hoo. Boy, does it feel good to say that? We've it's been too long. Taking a little bit of a break, only doing a couple of episodes the last couple of weeks. We are back in action, live. Oh wait, I was about to say five days a week. Actually, it's about to be more. Uh, we'll be posting some more stuff. If you didn't see it. We'll be live in Believe in Saints tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. So looking forward to that with my good co-host and good friend, Terrence Copper, joining us. So it's good to be back. A long, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Productive two weeks. We're about to be in the new studio soon. In studio. Interviews. <laughs> I was I was missing the word. See, you don't if you see people that don't do podcasts, you don't understand this. If you don't do it for a while, you you'll like mess up. Okay? Okay. But it's good to be back, that's for sure. Uh, we do have a big show in store for you tonight. LSU wide receiver Chris Hilton joins the show. I mean, the man is fa- the fastest man you've ever that's ever walked the face of the planet. Chris Hilton joins us at seven thirty. Uh, if you missed it, uh, we have partnered with Chris for him to come on the show uh, uh, at least, or trying to at least release one day a week, uh, along with our good friend uh, as well, Mike Jones. So we're looking forward to having Chris on at seven thirty. Going to talk a lot of football with him and how. Uh, the new staff has done with him. How was spring going for him? Uh, Coach Cortez Hankton, the offensive philosophy, a lot to talk about. And let's get to know Chris Hilton. So this is what the platform is for, is to get to know more about LSU wide receiver Chris Hilton. LSU beats Bama. <laughs> God, y'all suck. Bro, if Bama didn't have football, they'd suck at everything. They ain't got no teeth. They married they si- Oh wait, sorry. Pooh Bear, you're not included here. Mobile the 251 Pooh Bear, one of our producers. It does not include the 251. Everything north of the 251, nobody got no teeth. Mobile's actually been really good to L- Louisiana and LSU. Don't tell Pooh Bear I said that. So, LSU does take the series. Rafino's rants for multiple things around the corner. Something that is in not inside the headline that we will start off of the Rafino's rants is uh, the NCAA regulating uh, NIL. Now, my good friend Bill King, uh, who has been doing this for a very long time, color, covers college football better than literally anyone and everyone, had a very interesting take about this today. He said that the NCAA 
uh, to review egregious and perhaps punish NIL violations is like showing up to Chernobyl a year after the meltdown with a water hose wearing flip-flops. Shout out, Miles Brennan. What an effing clown show. So I agree with him. We'll talk on that as well. Uh, we will not be, uh, we missed, I should say, too, the hashtag Ask Blake, so we'll throw it in there. And why the Saints need Jarvis Landry. Uh-oh. What we hearing? What we hearing? All right. Let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Lamar Williams, big pressure in the building. I'm a real big speaker. Got real big money. But he says, hashtag Ask Blake, you putting that private school money to use or to good use. I've never gone to a private school a day in my life. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that alone because my son might have to go to public sc- private school. Uh, but never, nevertheless. Oh, Danny Girl says, Publix funeral chicken for dinner with Rufino's rants on the big screen. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Danny's getting immersed in this funeral chicken, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Insane, bro. Insane. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, best damn show there is. You're god dang right there is. Oh, the Golden Boot Podcast. Hey! The Golden Boot Podcast broke some news. To d- oh, wait. No, wait. That was like three weeks ago. If you missed it, St. James, former St. James head coach Robert Valdez will be going to Grambling. Shout out to Pooh Bear, Ant, and Daniel. I mean, Daniel must see the future with that big-ass head. But anyway, shout out to them for breaking the news about Coach Robert Valdez. Give them a follow and like uh, as well. Reagan Lee, part of TA, Tigers Avenue podcast, says Tiger Asians 718, Dylan Cruz hitteth nukes. I mean, as he's from the pulpit, pastor, I'm going to challenge you something without looking in your Bible. What does Deuteronomy 32, four say? If I know the Bible better than you, you need to go back to school. Pastor Reagan, what does Deuteronomy 32, four say? Don't look in your Bible. It was my Bible verse of the day. So ha 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 stinks for you. All right, last one. Al Landry says, time for the Saints to have Bayou Juice bring Cuz home number 80. Yes, indeed. Absolutely, yes, indeed. All right, let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's do this. Al Landry says, that was old breaking old news. Look, I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on small podcast guys. Wait, wait, that was a show from last week. Let's not do that. All right, let's get this thing started. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. There's so many of you that listen and watch us live, do us a favor if you haven't done so already. Hit the like button, share, do all that good stuff. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, do us a favor there, rate, rate, subscribe, and review. Some big news coming tomorrow is I thought I was just a small podcast guy. XM Radio, here we go. So let's pay some bills around this thing as we are taking off, launching off in this bitch. Let's get started. None better than our good friends over at Bet Online and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head on over to their website. Use BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline. AG. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 
If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. I don't know really how to put this. Um, I, I'm continuously reading this uh, NIL agreement that the NCAA just put out. Guys, and this is what sparks me to a Rafino's rants. All right, so if you're just joining us, do us a favor, hit the like and hit the share. I have no idea whatsoever what the NCAA is trying to announce, promote, say about the regulations of NIL. Now, I get what they're trying to do, and, and to this part, I agree. So if you missed it today, the NCAA is coming out with some new guidelines and restrictions in reference to NIL. I got to admit, I do agree with them, and they should have been there in the first place. Not saying that they shouldn't. But here's just some of the guidelines if you miss it today. And I'm not going to read through them all, but recruiting conversations between an individual or entity is not permitted. Booster NIL entity may not communicate with a said player that your, your alleged school is recruiting. An NIL agreement between PSA and a booster NIL entity may not be guaranteed or promised contingent on initial or continuing enrollment at a particular institution. They can't stop that. Uh, institutional coaches and staff may not communicate directly or indirectly with a PSA on behalf of a booster or NIL or entity when it comes to recruiting. So they would go on and talk about transferring to, meaning they're trying to put a stop to the transfer portal when it comes to NIL. Guys, quite honestly, and just let's just keep it 100, as the kids say today, um, I like the guidelines. I Look, what Texas A&M was doing and what some of the media around LSU is trying to promote and say that LSU wasn't doing it, which is completely false. I don't mind there being a recru recruiting guidelines when it comes to NIL. Name, image, and likeness is never and was never intended for a collective. It, just, it literally wasn't. Going to be interesting to see what Congress and, and everybody else does behind all of this. But NCAA, welcome to the big show. Where What took you so goddamn long to do this? Right? Like, what took you so long to regulate some of this? Now, I know some of the, and I'm not trying to get political here, but get off my lawn, college football fans hate NIL. Players shouldn't get paid, Blake. That kid's going to make more money in one day than I've made my entire life. I wake up every morning, kiss my wife goodbye, take my bologna sandwich to work. There's no reason why a kid that runs a 4-3-40 should be making more money than me. First off, pause. Yes, he should. <laughs> because if the market dictates it, you can't stop capitalism. To... Everybody on one side of the aisle who loves capitalism, you hate it when it happens to a young, predominantly, I don't want to get into a political nature here, but someone who historically comes from a part of town that you normally don't come from, and you want to limit, limit them in capitalism. There has to be laws and restrictions and guidelines when it comes to everything. I hear a lot of people talking about the NCAA needs to be needs to be just be done with. And I can't disagree from the highest form and the highest building in like New York City. I can't scream it from that building loud enough. You cannot, and I mean absolutely cannot, run a successful business like college football and not have regulations and not have some form of guidance and penalties if you do something wrong. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but the way that I feel is, is that you have, don't, I, don't regulate 
or cap what a kid can make. And I'm glad that they didn't do that. But A&M doing what they did in recruiting and let me, I'll go ahead and spill the beans. But if you want some sourcing, do you really think Greg Brooks, Joe Fouché, Miles Frazier, uh, who, Makai Wingo, who else? Um, Jarrett Bernard Converse, do you think that all those kids came back to LSU because LSU, LSU, get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Now, the biggest thing in all this is this, and really and truthfully, really and truthfully, there's really only needed to be two guidelines because they're constantly repeating themselves. But NIL agreements, this is part of the NCAA, NIL agreements must be based on an independent case-by-case analysis. Stop right there. What? (laughs) So now we got to send this to the NCAA? I mean, you can't stop it. Anyway, and it's going to take forever. But of the value that each athlete brings an NIL agreement as opposed to to providing compensation or incentives for enrollment decisions. Now, this is all for um, basically recruiting, uh, but signing a lever of intent. But here's the biggest word in all of this, or transferring. So they don't give a guideline, though. So basically, the way that I read that is this. If a kid goes in the transfer portal and heads to USC after being the quarterback at Oklahoma and he's got an NIL deal from Beats by Dre, the way that I read that, shout out Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I got to <laughs> limit my tongue on that one. But the way that I read that is it's not permissible. Now, if Caleb Williams come, now, let's be honest, too. You're not going to stop this from happening. Kids are still going to go in the portal. Caleb Williams is still going to go to USC. He's still going to get through indirect lines of communication to go to USC, this really, they're just, you're just basically, you're basically saying it's against the rules, but you're not really going to be able to stop it. Uh, bring up this Michael John comment, uh, Zach or um, Pooh Bear. But Michael John says, LSU is a part of the reason, Blake. They wanted to be here because it's home. But sure, they are getting a piece of the pie, but they could still get that where they were. Um, yeah, no, Makai Wingo's not coming here because of this. Jared Bernard Converse isn't missing the draft when he's a projected third round pick to come to LSU. Guys, I'm sorry. Come on. Now, John calls me out. Nice mustache. But he says, Blake, you talking out of both sides of your mouth. You talk about how strong LSU brand is. Then now you say they're coming because NIL money. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I said that they didn't come here solely because of LSU. Now, I could be wrong. But they're not coming home for, oh, it's just home. Grow up, Peter Pan. Because they could have you. Greg Brooks could have been at LSU a season ago. Why didn't, why wasn't he here? As my good friend Pooh Bear says all the time, two things can be true at once. But let's, guys, they signed on the dotted line the next day they were in a Super Bowl ad commercial for Gordon McKernan. Uh-oh, we got a bot up in this thing. Uh-oh. Naked HD was in the stream, it was in the was in the chat. She's back. Oh no, naked HD's taking over. What are we going to do? <laughs> if you're not, if you're on YouTube, you know what we're talking about. If you're not on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, uh, you, you surely don't. Um, Craig Granger says, how y'all living? Doing good, brother. Uh, Ryan Tito says, get out of here. P- get out of people's pockets. That's the ultimate thing, right? Like we're so far in people's pockets. But when it comes to recruiting, I do agree that there has to be some form of 
regulations, guidelines, something that you have to do to make sure that you don't have a Texas A&M situation or you don't have an Ole Miss. Guys, I'm here. I'm talking to people around the SEC. You know, Lane Kiffin. Oh, my God. Who? That's how I hear Lane Kiffin. Golf ball head, uh, mustard eating, Lane Kiffin. Shout out Tennessee, bro. <laughs> bro, they, very quick. They threw mustard at Lane Kiffin, bro. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Shame on Tennessee. They threw mustard. Like, <laughs> could you imagine, very quickly, could you imagine being in the student section be like, bro, I wish I had something to throw at Lane Kiffin. He's so ignorant. And your boy pulls out a thing of French's mustard. Hey, bro, I got this French's right here. <laughs> Chuck it at his big ass head. <laughs> anyway, anyway, how do you think Zach Evans, the running back, the very talented five-star who was at TCU, got to Ole Miss? Come on, man. All these universities glamoring and, 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 and moaning and groaning. I get I I beg some of you to form your LLC if you already have a business and get in the NIL game. You'll hear stories you don't want to hear. All right, let's bring up some of these comments. Blaine Smith says hashtag oh, whoa, oh, this is for Chris Hilton. We gotta save this one. Who is the fastest wide receiver on the team? I bet fifty dollars I could beat Chris in a race. <laughs> I didn't say a foot race. I can't meet that man no race. Uh, Dwayne says, Texas A&M is getting nervous. Yeah, they're getting nervous, and they should be getting nervous. I mean, they're they're talking about to a point where that they can go back and, and, and hit you for this ruling, right? So we'll see. Noah Long says, Blake, fans always look at the negatives over the positives. As much as all this NIL and TP stuff, Transfer portal for people who don't know. It's crazy. The bottom line, it is helped LSU this offseason. Shout out Noah. What a hell of a comment. I like the photo, though. It's got, though, he's got Mr. Sanchez uh, uh, in the photo with him. Speaking of a super fan, we need to bring on the show. Go back and click that one, Pooh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Jeremy Zimmerman said, NCAA NIL rule number one, don't pay a player from your wife's... <laughs> Bro, Pooh, bring that back. Bring that back. Shout out, Will Wade. <laughs> Bro, savage. Pooh, we need a savage button. We need a savage button. Bro, that's dirty. Jerry off the top rope, like his name's Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. Damn, son. That was good. That was good. All right, we'll get to a little bit of baseball because Chris Hilton's joining us in f- six minutes or so, five or six minutes. So let's get to a little baseball. We will get to Chris Hilton in five minutes. We'll get back to baseball too as well. Let me say this because we got a lot to talk about it after the Chris Hilton interview. Um, so much of me wants to break the game down. Right, like so much of me wants to talk about Gavin Dugas coming back on Sunday and, and uh, 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 McManus doing what he's doing behind the plate and at at bats. Dylan Cruz going seven of eleven, multiple home runs. So many things. Uh, Mikael Hilliard Friday night. I gotta say this, man. There's no better feeling in the world to me than beating Bama. None. Nick Saban, you Rudy Poo. But if you missed it, LSU took, takes two of three from the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Which sparks me to think, you know, Pooh Bear is from the great state of Alabama. We need to hear stories from about Alabama. Pooh Bear, you got to come up with an Alabama story of the week. Like, what is the most Alabama story of the week? So you got 30 minutes, Pooh, to figure out your Alabama story of the week. However, and regardless, 
Regardless, massive weekend for LSU baseball. Guys, they're on a roll. It also wants me to spark off a Rafino's rants in reference to the RPI. How in the world? Think about Jesus, Blake. Think about Jesus. You got Chris Hilton coming here in a minute. Think about Jesus. How in the world, though, <laughs> is LSU 17th in RPI and you beat Florida and Georgia in a weekend series and they're above you? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, I'm going to bring this up here for just a second. I don't know if it's going to kill the stream or not. Um, but we got a bot in this stream. I mean, multiple accounts. Multiple, multiple accounts. Ryan Thibodeau says the RPI in baseball is so Rudy Pooh. Guys, it reminds me, honestly, of the BCS. Right? Like, you could beat a team head-to-head and you're below them in a power ranking? It's like when LSU played Alabama in 2019. You remember the ESPN Power Index? Guys, Alabama was still number one after LSU beat them. That's why college football has its issues. It completely has its issues, along with college baseball. It's aggravating, man. Very aggravating to see that you can have that much success, and when it comes down to if you are going to be and can be in a super regional, that the teams that you're playing head-to-head are above you, then what does the game even mean? Right? Like, what does the game even mean then? You know, as a college athlete, we're about to have Chris on. Like, bro, if you beat a team head-to-head and they're still above you in the rankings, how does that make you feel? You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? All right, it's not 7.30 yet, but we got Chris Hilton in the building. We got, we got the, the fastest man in the state of Louisiana in the building. All right, so let's do this. Let's pay some bills. Let's get to Chris Hilton Jr. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Let's talk some football with him. We'll get to some LSU baseball uh, after we are here with Chris. Let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Chris Hilton right around the corner. Firing your questions right now for him by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. The fastest man literally in Louisiana, Chris Hilton Jr., joins us. I got to say, I got to say, Chris, I'm excited to bring you part of the team. We announced it last week. Um, yeah. So, welcome, my man. How are you doing tonight? Good. It's a little hot outside. I had just got <laughs> a little field workout. The sun was beaming on me. Okay, so take us through that. Let's talk about it a little bit. I, I know we're dri- diving right into it, but you talked about it. Um, doing summer workouts, you you already getting in the in the heat of things in summer workouts. Uh, yeah, workout with uh, I worked out today with Jack and Malik, just getting through uh some field work in. Got to get used to uh, back to the sun because like when we go back to summer workouts, it's gonna be even hotter. So yeah. Chris, I like to hear that. Now, what do you normally do when you're when you're out there doing stuff? Like, what are some things that y'all do? Is there like a weekend routine or a week routine that y'all go through? Like, Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing this, or is it kind of just like, not I don't want to say spur of the moment because you're not you know in it in it you know in the heat, really in the mix of all season. So, what do y'all do during the week to get ready for uh, the summer workouts? I would say maybe 
two days out the week, go in the weight room, get some weights done, and maybe once a week you'll do field work, get you uh, some releases in, some top of the routes, uh, catching the ball, things like that. And then every now and then you can go to like find you a sand pit at like a park or something, get some work in there to work on like explosiveness and speed, things like that. So do you ever you ever take to the levee? Does Chris Hilton is it six thirty in the morning and Chris Hilton's hitting the levee, or, or, or are you just a sand workout guy? Like, to, are you going to go full levee Louisiana style, or are you going just like beach and sand? I'm not going to say six thirty in the morning, <laughs> but I've been I've been on the levee before and they got it out of me. I hear you, bro. It, it's a it's a it's an easy good forty five degree incline, bro. It's yeah. a it's a great workout. Chris Hilton is our guest, LSU wide receiver. Go follow him on Twitter. We'll let you know where you can do it. You can do it right here at I am Chris Hilton one. Uh, Chris, look, it's the opening introduction of you being on the show with us, and we welcome you here. Um, what a lot of people are wanting to know, and we just take a, a brief background from you, and then we'll talk some spring and stuff like that. But man, who is Chris Hilton? I mean, you track guy, football guy, but we all know that. But what inspires you to want to play football? Like, who is Chris Hilton? Okay, so I'll take it back to when I was a kid, right? Started playing maybe around four or five. I was three-sport athlete then, uh, football, basketball, and track. And then going around middle school, same thing, all three. But there was uh, my middle school coach, Coach Diggs. Uh, he was the first person to actually, like, get on me and tell me, like, hey, you could really do something with this if you know you put the work in. So I would say there is no me without him, if you know what I mean. I know exactly he's, what he's you the, mean. He's the reason, like, the way I am today with, like, my work ethic and everything. But uh, what else I want to say? He was, uh, he was one of the ones that helped me with the high jump in track because uh, I was also a seven-foot high jumper in high school. And, uh, but I mean, I'm here now playing football. So, you know, yeah. Well, that's interesting you say that. A middle school coach says, sees your potential, knows your potential, tells yeah. you to do something. Chris, now that you see where you're at right now, like, look, man, and I don't mean this in any kind of way, but you're probably in one of the top five programs in the country, right? Like the LSU yeah. brand is the LSU brand. Do you ever think about that, though? Like, Bro, like, I think sometimes, even though I played at lowly Southeastern, but you go back and you think, like, man, that was a turning point. Like, look how far we've come. Like, do you ever reminisce and think about think about that? Yeah, there'll be, like, times at night where you just be up thinking. You'd be like, right. oh, like wow, like, I'm, like, I'm really here. Like, I didn't expect to be here, but I made it. So, yeah, that's, like, an eye-opening thing for me at a uh, point in time. Now, I got the great pleasure of meeting, uh, of talking to your dad, meeting your mom. Uh, where does the speed come from? Now, I, I didn't throw this one in there for you because I wanted to catch you a little off guard. Miss right. Cindy says she ran some track, though. So where does, it, where does that elite speed come from? Uh, see, see, <laughs> you don't have okay, to answer. I'm going to say, say this. I was a 200 and 400 runner. And my dad was mainly a 400 runner. I think my mom did the short distances. So I guess you could say it's, it's 50-50. Okay. So when you catch the slant, it's your mom. You need to take it to the house. When, yeah. you you know, you catch the fade, it's your dad, right? Like, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Chris Hilton's our guest. Uh, Chris, so you we kind of know your story a little bit. And just talking about this spring. Last year, you know, we we all know what happened. And now you have a new regime, new coaching staff. Um, what about you this spring, man? Because, look, you came to the spring game. You 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 really kind of stood out to a lot of people, right? Catching the slant right there on third down, or was it fourth down? Really getting a lot of good reps and a lot of good things were happening for you on the field. What's this spring been like for you, though, and under a new staff and developing and things like that? Okay, so first I'm going to touch on the staff. Uh, the staff, they played a big role, like especially with me. Uh, especially like in the weight room or stuff like that, get me bigger, stronger, faster. And then you bring in new like offensive staff. They're putting in all their plays and stuff. So I guess I would say it was all around, it was all like all around good change uh, leading to that spring game. And then the spring for me, I would say, uh, see most people don't know this, I got hurt twice. I hurt my hamstring and then I hurt my shoulder 
uh, right before the spring game. So I didn't know if I was going to play or not, but I ended up uh, getting cleared to play. And I was just, uh, I went out there and did what I needed to uh, do. Chris, you could have easily set out, right? Like the spring, yeah. the spring game is a spring game. Why did you come back? I mean, I don't mean this in a wrong way. You could tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you were trying to make a point out there. Were you trying to make a point like, hey, this is my time. Like, here I come. I wouldn't say I was making a point to, like, the outside people. I was, I was trying to, like, prove a point to myself that, like, hey, I can go out there and I can do this. Does that make sense? Oh, oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It, I don't know how else to ask it. Did you? What did you prove to yourself? Basically, fighting through adversity. Because, like, same thing last year, I uh, tore my meniscus, like, the first game of the season. And I had to fight through that all the way to play to the end. And you saw what the outcome was of that. So just, like, playing like playing through, like, small injuries and stuff like that and still being able to do what I could do. That was kind of the point I had to prove to myself. Uh, Chris, we have a whole lot of questions firing in f- here for you. The, the people love you. Okay, they do. We're going to get to those in just a second. I got one. I got a couple more, though, uh, or three, and then we'll get to all these questions. Um, right. The way that last season ended with you scoring a touchdown on the last play of the game, was that kind of a foreshadowing for you, though? A- meaning, like, you battled, the adversity went through, and then all of a sudden the last play of the game was you scoring a touchdown – uh, what did like mentally? What were you thinking through that? Because you look at your first year; it's your first time away from home, and then to end the season, you're there. You're scoring a touchdown. How did that make you feel to do that? Okay, so last year I struggled. I'll say I struggled a lot last year. So, and I call like around the end of the season, like I got back from my injury, my confidence and mindset started like picking itself back up. So coming into that game, I. I'm not going to say I knew, but, like, I felt like something big was going to happen, and it just so happened it came at the last play. So that was kind of like me telling myself, like, yeah, okay, like, I'm here now. Like, I can do this. Uh, can, can I be a little honest with you? You're better yeah. mentally tough than me because I tore my ACL twice. But when that ball was coming at if, if it would have been me and that ball was coming at me and I knew yeah. that I'm about to score a touchdown, I would have, like, hyperventilated, right? Like, I had to hit a, yeah. a asthma, a couple pumps, you know, oh, like, oh, shit, here we go. You know, like, that would have been me. Uh, but it's good to see that and to hear that. Uh, Chris Hilton is our guest, uh, LSU wide receiver. Uh, look, Cortez Hankton. I, it was kind of funny, Chris, because when me and you started talking, the video was released, you and Cortez Hankton, he tells you that you're, he's mic'd up, and you're like, I love this man. Yeah, but I could you could kind of tell that you really do. Cortez being a Louisiana guy, a guy maybe that you may have known for a while. What has he been able to do, maybe technique wise or things that he's brought in from Georgia, who just won a national title? How has he been able to come in and impact your game so far? All right, so I first met Coach Hank, Coach Hank when he was in Georgia because he recruited me to come to Georgia. So that connection was already there. Right. So when they brought him in, I already knew like what he was capable of, and. Like with me, the most important thing I learned from him was the fine details, like the small details, like perfecting those. And like we'll do drills before we go into like teams and stuff, or like little small things, like at the top of the route or just like getting by defenders. And I could translate that into the eleven on eleven setting, and it helps me a bunch. Uh, Chris, what does it mean that it's coming from a guy that played? I I, I mean, look, I, not just played, but was. I, I don't want to even say – I mean, he had some really decent seasons in the NFL. When this guy's telling you some stuff, I, what does that mean to you? Like, if he's telling you, hey, Chris, no, break it off here or do this, I mean, that comes with a little extra weight, doesn't it? Yeah, especially because he played the position. So right. Like, he, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would say, like, for me, it's just to, like, be coachable and take the coaching and apply it on the field. Chris, I'm uh, – kind of break down a little bit of a play. Look, we don't have a, a draw board, uh, but you caught that pass on, I think it was fourth down, the little quick slant, move the change, you'll go down and score. Um, the hesitation, the rub routes, the the RPO stuff, and bringing in with Mike Dembrock, I, I mean, look, it was a very clean play, man. It looked great. Uh, it was a pretty good connection that you and Nussmeyer had on that very critical down. Is that something that you and Garrett maybe have built up? 
uh, over time, or is it just accumulation of things hitting for you right now with the staff and the players and getting to know these guys that where it's helped you along the way too? I would say both because you know every now every now and then you get with the quarterbacks and y'all have like little throwing sessions, but like mm-hmm. on your own just to get the chemistry going. And plus with the offense, I would say it fits who we are. Like the athletes that we have on offense, it fits like who we are. Like everybody, everybody can get open. Anybody can get the ball. Well, I, I, I mean, look that, I and y'all's wide receiver rooms deep, man. I, yeah. Chris, and I know somebody's going to ask you, and I, so I'm not going to ask you. If you see comments about who's the fastest, just disregard. It, unless you want to answer, but I, I nevertheless, you're going to see the comments. But I, I digress. Uh, guys, let's fire in some of the questions uh, questions for Chris here, and uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Darren says, hashtag ask Chris, is LSU wide receiver you this year with how deep y'all's room it is? So there you go. First question off the board. Uh, Chris, y'all are very deep. It's a very competitive room. How much does that iron and it being around such great guys along with yourself, how does that help you develop in your game? Like they say, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So every time we out there on the field, it's competition. But we also learn from each other, like mistakes and the good things. Mm-hmm. So like you see some, if you see somebody do one thing, you see that it worked, you might try it yourself. Or if somebody makes a mistake, you know not to make that same mistake because that's what Coach Hank tells us: learn from somebody else's mistake. So it's like it's the little things like that that's the uh, makes us so good. Uh, we have one from Jeffrey. Hashtag Ask Chris. Did you see the summer of 10,000 catches in 19? Are y'all doing something like that now? Look, Chris, everybody's going to be enamored with 19, and we all get it. But uh, is that something that you take from – look, Jamar, Justin, both came down from the spring game. Um, did you take anything from them? Did they say anything to you maybe about that summer in, in working out, or did you follow that closely in what they did? The 10,000 catches, we did that – Last year, we're probably going to do it again this year because, like, 2019, that was a standard. That's what we're trying to get to. So we'll do whatever it takes. Uh, We've gone, Chris, uh, about 15 minutes almost. And I haven't asked you a question about Brian Kelly. Uh, We had Mike Jones on the show. We've had him on multiple times. Mike Jones who? who? And Mike talked about the accountability that Brian Kelly has brought. Um, Even so much as, like, the – I forget. I'm not – Forget how he said it, but like the nutrition center, right? Like you get yeah. a point for this, you get a point for that. Uh, Chris, you look a lot leaner and and look like that. The staff has really helped you, Coach Flint and all. Uh, has that helped you in the accountability and those little small things that Brian Kelly has enacted, not just in the weight room, but maybe in the classroom and el- and other places? Uh, most definitely, especially like with me and my weight, they always getting me to eat, make sure I, uh, I'm lifting, <laughs> doing all, doing all the right things and stuff like that. So like they, he's big on accountability, but like the main thing I learned from him was don't worry about the past, don't worry about the future, worry about the now, worry about the present. Take things like one day at a time. That's like one thing I remember him preaching about throughout the whole spring was take things one day at a time and like live in the moment. That's interesting you say it like that because look, it does. You got to play football that way, and yeah. him preaching it that way. That's a that's a pretty big mentality shift from a lot of, you know, coming from high school and to college. Um, that's interesting to hear that. Uh, last one on Brian Kelly. We got a really good question for you here from Aunt Marshall. Um, the, the small things that we see in the, in the weight room, the small things we see in the accountability, what would you say that Brian Kelly has achieved so far? Like, may, I don't want to say the biggest thing, but something that you've noticed and that you've liked that he's done and the staff's done and enacted. I would say – building a brotherhood within the team, like allowing us to come together as one, making sure we all doing the right thing. Chris, you got, you got a lot of people in here got chill bumps, bro. I'm, I'm just, ta- I'm just telling you. I, I mean, look, if I could lace up this helmet right now, I do it. Now I get my butt beat, you know, but <laughs> nevertheless, you got me wanting to run through a wall. Um, let's put in Aunt Marshall's question here. It's a really good one. Chris, we're going to bring you way back a couple of years. But Ant Marshall says, hashtag ask Chris, is the screen pass that you took to the house versus West Monroe your favorite play of all time? Uh, I got to think. I got to think. I got to think. It was, I would say, 
it would either be that play or I had one. This is like my first, this is my freshman year. Uh, I caught a one-handed touchdown in the back of the end zone. And I'm like, I won't brag anything, but like, <laughs> I have, I have, I have the picture. But you could see like to where my feet when I jumped, they're like around his helmet. Right, right. That yeah, the iconic picture of you, right? Like the yeah. state that was in the uh in the state title game, right? No, that, that the state title game was my sophomore year. Okay, and what I'm talking about was my freshman year. So there's two. So there's two of that that happened. So you did that twice, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got to find a picture. So, Chris, is that like a new definition of mossing somebody? Like, do you send that into ESPN and, like, send that to Randy? You know, Thad Moss is on the team. You know, like, hey, can yeah. you send this to your dad and let him, you know, do the Moss segment on Monday Night Football? I mean, do you you got to send that in, right? We try to. You know, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Chris Hinton's our guest. Look, man, I could go all night and talk to you about everything. But the, look, we're going to have so many times in doing this, so many things that we're going to talk about through the offseason and through the season. It was great to have you on, uh, and we're looking forward to it again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can follow Chris Hilton Jr. right there. I am Chris Hilton 1. He will be on the show as a regular here moving forward. Chris, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Have a good night. All right, you too. Thank you. Uh, you want to talk about electric. Guys, listen, we talk about NIL. That's what you get with that. Chris Hilton, man, I'm telling you, fantastic, fantastic. The mentality that he was just preaching. Whew. Whew. Bro, look, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, football's around the corner, bro. Football's around the corner. All right, let's pay some bills. We'll finish off the show. We'll talk some baseball. Uh, we'll talk some other things. Uh, let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Fire in your questions, hashtag Ask Blake. Fire, in their, fire them in there now. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramcode.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. So right as we were joining the show, and this is something that has kind of been floating around here for a little while now, um, Ravens have interest in free agent wide receiver Jarvis Landry per Ian Rappaport. Man, I don't know. Bro, I, I, I'm not trying to be rude. Like, I, I'm really, really not. Why would a – this is not a Lamar Jackson thing. Um, because Lamar Jackson actually, if you go look at statistically – and passes down the field. He's actually, guys, pretty elite. Um, like, when you go into the advanced analytics. But the way that Baltimore runs their offensive scheme, God, it's hard-pressed to find why Jarvis would want to go to the Ravens. But, again, um, look, I know that everybody talks about um, 
And we'll talk about this a, a lot more on Believe in Saints with Terrence Copper and myself tomorrow. Um, I have a theory, though. It could make some sense because Lamar likes a possession receiver, right? Like, you're going to a tight end, and most tight ends are not faster than wide receivers. They're mostly possession type of tight ends. Maybe Jarvis sees that. I don't know. But I thought that that was interesting. All right, let's get into some more baseball talk very quickly before we bring in Pooh Bear uh, and before we bring in Zach. Um, Guys, I got to be honest, great weekend. Now, Saturday kind of was what it was. Now, uh, we were in Twitter spaces the other night, and an interesting conversation came up. And I thought it was a good and interesting conversation. And I've I've gone on this rant about the fielding. I don't think that they're bad. This LSU team is like bad news bears bad defensively, um, because guys, when they're on, they're on, right? Like when they are when they are clicking defensively, they are just on. But my God, when they're off, they're off. You win a series. I still don't understand or agree this RPI how you could beat two teams head to head in a series and you, you're they're above you and you got a better record than they do. That's the kind of shit that really, like, really bugs me. Guys, you know how there's something that happens in sports or or life that just bugs you when it really shouldn't? That's one of them. I think having Gavin Dugas back in the lineup some, guys, Drew Bianco caught this weekend. Having him back, him being a team leader is all great and fantastic. But eventually... You're not going to have weekends where Dylan Cruz goes 7 of 11. You're not going to have weekends where you have Gavin that comes in and gives you a spark. There's so You're not going to have a lot of weekends where Tyler McManus, who's going to be joining us on the show Wednesday, shout out Tyler McManus. He'll be joining us around 7.30 Central Time. And maybe, and maybe you do, but when you face elite pitching, it's not going to happen like that. Which leads me to this. Guys, you got to move Blake Money back. I, I would even, I would even, and I know that Jay spoke to the, about this today in his press conference. I'd let, I would let Blake Money start, start tomorrow night. I'd throw Blake Money out there against Southeastern, which, by the way, I, Southeastern's coming off a sweep. Now, I watch Southeastern a little bit more religiously than most people. Um, they, they have a first baseman that can really hit. They got some pieces. They got some guys that can hit. I'd throw Blake Money out there and say, give me three. Give me three. Go out there and throw that son of a gun 97 miles an hour right down the plate. Challenge Southeastern. Blake Money's got to gain his confidence back. Guys, this team, it's so funny because us in the media, remember we talked about how this team's going to be really good hitting, but the bullpen's going to be so bad. Guys, quite honestly, the bullpen saved your butt. The bullpen has saved your butt. Um, so many times it has saved you this season. If you're in the sixth and seventh inning and you got to go up against Riley Cooper, Paul Gervais, Razelman, Fontenot, you're in trouble. You're in deep, deep trouble. So for that reason alone, I think this team could make a good push. This team is a super regional team. They can get there with a good draw. Will they? I don't know. Because outside of Mikel Hilliard, guys, I have no confidence in anybody. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. Danny, oh, Danny girl on YouTube says, yeah, I heard that, Blake. You took a shot at me. Hashtag angels in the outfit. I'm not taking a shot at you, Danny girl. They're just not the, they're not that bad. Right? Like, guys, quite honestly, there were, and, and if I'm not mistaken, early Sunday, you turned a double play that Jordan Thompson had to rifle that sucker, and you were kind of compromised there for a second. He got you out of a very big inning. You had to, you had to have the double play to get out of there. Just letting it be known. Just letting it be known. Uh, Perry Delahousse says, out of conference is very weak, hurts RPI. <laughs> yeah, but that that, guys, that's like, I get it, but 
Florida, you beat Florida and you beat Georgia. What happens if you beat Vandy? Because Vandy has a lose almost. Well, no, they're not. They don't have a losing record in the SEC, but they're just a sub, uh, just above five hundred, and they're number four in the RPI. I don't know, man. That feels very bogus to me. Very bogus to me. Uh, Dorian says, good thing that we have Dugas back uh, to pick up the slack. Yeah, I like him back in the lineup. So what? He's a right-handed uh, bat. Father Bear, Look at, man. Pause. Pause. I ain't trying to look at another man's calves. Pastors ain't. Reverends, pastors, fathers are not supposed to have calves like that. I, I, I'm just Look at this picture. How are you going to be a, 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 a father Bear and you got calves like that? Pause. But nevertheless, Father Bear says, hashtag ask Blake any word on Jacob Barry. And if he can't make it back by playoffs, how do you think we fare without him? Um, I was told that it's more of a pain tolerance thing. Now, I put on Twitter before it was even broken or announced, I knew that he had a blister on his right hand on one of the fingers, and it got really bad. Now, I don't know. You know, they said he was fielding a ground ball, and um, something happened with his finger. Ball took a weird bounce, broke his finger, whatever. Apparently, from what I understand, it's a pain tolerance thing. I don't think he's going tomorrow, but they do feel like he will go this weekend against Ole Miss. So, we'll see. We'll see how. uh, But you can't can't go. You can't have a. a, You're not going to be able to sustain long without him. Uh, the Golden Boot Pod says leg lifts for the Lord. <laughs> you got to put T at the end, Pooh. You got to put Lord T. Like, right? The Lord T. Uh, Jeff on Facebook says, hashtag ask Blake, why not start Hasty on Saturdays? He's been clutch. I, I'm i with it. I'm with it. I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Jeffrey Jones on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, is LSU baseball national championship contender next year? Um, maybe, but you're 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 replacing a very big bat with Jacob Berry. Now, Gavin Dukas can return because of the COVID year. Uh, does he return? I don't know. Can they? You got a lot of good recruits. You got guys like Mickey Romero coming in. Does he uh kickstart you? Can he be a good freshman bat? Maybe. Maybe. They're not a national championship team if they don't get at least two guys that can start for you on Friday and Saturday, though. They're just not. All right. I know y'all don't come here for me. Y'all come here for Pooh Bear, and you come here for Zach. So let's bring him in here. We got the Pooh Man. That's a bad way to say it, right, Pooh? Like the Pooh Man. And we got Zach. Sorry, Pooh. I'm sorry. We're waiting for you to respond, Pooh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. No, that's all good, Blake. All right, Pooh, I challenged you earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a segment with you. We need an Alabama story of the week. Now, I've given you about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. What you got for it? Is there an Alabama story of the week for us, Pooh? Yeah, we, we, we kind of went into Florida man territory with this one. Uh, <laughs> But uh, back on April 29th, which is two days after we reported the Coach Valdez story. Okay, shout out, shout out. Um, Vicky White, 56, uh, correction <laughs> officer at a jail in uh, Florence, Alabama, uh, had a special relationship with 38-year-old Casey. I'm sorry, Vicky White. His name's Casey White. Uh, she pretty much, I guess as she was leaving her shift, opened the door for him. He followed her out, and uh, they've been on a manhunt ever since. They were caught today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So that's kind of why I brought wow. it up. I saw it. I mean, talking about, I, I'm not going to say it, but wow. What a strange place to fall in love, right? Yeah. Um, Says she suffered a self-inflicted gunshot wound as well. So uh, this is um, yeah, this is this story is getting, like I said, this is bordering Florida man uh, territory. Did they have very quickly, and then we'll get to sports. Did they have teeth? <laughs> uh, it looks like she had a few. Um, I can't tell from him. 
Um, yeah. So All right. She may she may have been a gummy bear though. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've oh never, <laughs> I have never in my life. <laughs> tried to hold back a laugh that hard. Oh, bro. No wonder he found love, right? I mean, no wonder. True. Yeah. True. All right. Chris Hilton, guys, was fantastic. Uh, a lot of great stuff in the show. NIL, baseball. Uh, Zach, I kick it over to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts about tonight? Well, first off, I got to say, this bot has had me hard at work tonight. Um, <laughs> Naked HD XYZ. Yeah, they've been up in here the entire night. They're they creating counts just to come up in here. Um, <laughs> but I have to agree um, with the comment that we, we put in here earlier. I really like how Jacob Facey has looked. Um, I, I agree. I think maybe he's a potential guy you bring in as a starter. Uh, and he definitely offers something different coming from the left side. Another thing that was really interesting this week was Gavin played third. And he looked pretty and Drew Bianco like caught. And, and Drew Bianco caught. Like, they, they made a lot of changes defensively. Um, and so, it you know, the, the the negative side of that is you're still tinkering with that this late in the season, um, which is not really a great thing to be doing. But, you know, maybe you find a spark somewhere in there. Uh, and if you can find a consistent bat, ho- hopefully it'll help that defense out. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, shout out to Gramco. He's right, shout out to Gramco, but I'm pretty sure that's not the kind of gummy bears that Pooh Bear was talking about. <laughs> Uh, Pooh, NIL, Chris Hilton, LSU football, baseball, where leads you uh, on tonight's show? Um, this NIL, um, I thought we were, I thought we had reached the place where we were comfortable, settled, done with it. And NIL is going to be, it is a trigger word. It is a buzzword. Um, it is something I'm, I'm tired. We'll wait NIL. I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, I, I am too, and I hope that this finally puts a rest to it, right? Like you got – look, guys, it, it, at least for me, you can't have a successful business or entity and not have rule and law, rule and order. I, I mean, I know that sounds very PC of me. I want them to get paid. That that has nothing to do with me. Just don't – you got to have some kind of guidelines. So, hey, Correct. you can't be talking to a 14-year-old, and here's the truth. It's not just for the universities. It's to, it's to save the kid, too. Like, let's not forget that there's going to be a kid that's 16, 17-year-old, and somebody promises them a massive NIL deal, and they don't come through on it. Right? Like, it's just going to happen. So whether, whether we like it or not, it not only saves other schools, the, the sanctity of college football, it saves the kid, too. And for that reason alone, I'm okay with it. Okay. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Um, I think I, I forget there was a comment earlier that stated said, "Hey, I have no problem with with paying the kids, but uh, I have a problem with pay for play." Um, that's something that we kind of talked about. Uh, and and Aunt Marshall, you know, shout out Petty Murphy, uh, brought up the whole. This it's not even free agency. It's mercenaries at this point. And, yeah. and look, I wasn't going to steal what he said, but since you brought Ann up, he had the point last night of. What can, constitutes a booster? You know, like, who, who's a booster? Why is a booster? Where is a booster? Like, am I a booster because I have a podcast and I wear LSU stuff? Are you a booster because you wear LSU stuff? I, I mean, I, 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 look, I really just yeah. don't know where there, you label on. Is there going to be a dollar amount that, can, you know, that if you see off, this, yeah, yeah that, you know, you're a booster or? <laughs> I, so. I, I don't know. Look, I'll, I, I, I'll, go ahead, Pooh. No, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us have, you know, in, in high school, especially if you play sports, there was a booster club and all, and pretty much all you had to do was sign up and, yeah. and help. Well, and not so, only that, you maybe had to have a give a $50 donation. Exactly. You know, so, like, booster's just such a vague term. Well, that, that may be something that they end up having to find. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Well, but. we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'll end it here. Um... Guys, speaking of NIL, um, Chris Hilton, okay? Um, 
I'm not saying this is what NIL was intended for or anything like that. But the one thing that makes me happy is, guys, as fans, we don't get to talk to them like this. Okay? We don't get to know who Chris Hilton is. We don't get to know who Mike Jones Jr. is. For that reason alone, okay, it's why I like it. But, you know, it all. once you have good things, you always have bad things. So, nevertheless, Chris Hilton was fantastic, and shout out to him. So, all right, guys, we will see you tomorrow. Believe in Saints podcast live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time with our good co-host Terrence Copper. Y'all be there, be square. All right, boys and girls, we'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.